This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of February 6th, 2020. This is episode 194 and I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is wildly under understaffed department, Karen Randazzo. F7. (laughs) 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 That that genuinely caught me off guard. (laughs) And Harry Potter with a beard, Evan Goldstein. It's not 20 jacked naked people and a bunch of rocking dinosaurs getting nasty in some sick-ass cave somewhere. You're damn right. (laughs) It was my pick this week, and I decided to go with the interesting and relatively new show Miracle Workers. Uh, I thought it was funny, but what did these two miracles think of it? We'll find out soon. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at Just include the words of this week's episode in the subject line. You can let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. So, uh, Evan, how how the heck are you? Uh, not too shabby. <clears throat> good, good. I mean, you know. I, I don't know. That's why it, I asked. And like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to get personal, so we're not going to talk about what we were discussing off the air. <laughs> because that's a podcast for a whole different channel. Um, we should call it The Coalition. The Coalition, yes. Um, but, like, so I this week I've been trying to, like, catch up. Uh, like every time you guys talk about the shows that you're watching, I go, shit, I keep forgetting about it. And I realize this a lot and I am far behind. I, I think I got two episodes or three of the good place in like there's, I, I'm full. I, I need more hours in the day, <laughs> more days in the week that do not include working. Yeah. That's the, the weekend key. should be three days long. Minimum. Minimum, minimum, at least. But I, I'm, I'm good. All in all, can't complain. How's it? How's it over by you guys? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> our three-year-old daughter has once again decided to, uh, you know, come trouncing into our room around four thirty. Like, <laughs> sup, bitches? I, I picture, like, oh, I picture her kicking the door in, going, "I'm here to fuck shit up." <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically that's exactly it (laughs) yeah see like um our house is i mean it's not like a brand new house it's not like an ancient house or anything but it's It's built in the 50s yeah it makes its fair share of noise Mm -hmm. and the sound of ellie's door opening wakes me up instantly every time so as soon as she's up (laughs) is it it old school like horror movie noise like No, no, uh, no. It's just a, it's one click. Like it's, cause uh, it's not closed all the way. It's, it's cracked, uh, but it like sticks in place a little bit. Paint. So it's just like, I the, know that noise. I know what you're Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So as soon as that noise happens, I'm awake 
And usually it's it's very hard for me to get back to sleep. So I'm awake <clears throat> on guard. <laughs> right? It's just like I, I'm 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 awake and then I'm like, well, it's over. <laughs> Any plans I had are gone now. So <clears throat> that crack happens and then uh, I you know, I hear her kind of like slowly trot into the room and then uh usually she either she either tries to play with my feet first or she goes over to karen first and uh this morning she went over to karen and i saw her <laughs> and i straight up ignore that fish <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god i hear her i wake up i do not move <laughs> i uh I, I heard her climbing over karen to get into the bed and i was just like ellie go back to bed because we got this alarm clock that glows green, and she is very into the rules of like, when it glows green, that means I can come into your room. No, that's not what that means. When it glows green, that means you're allowed to leave your room. It doesn't mean you have to come into our room, you nutcase. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, hold on. Take one step back. You have okay. an alarm clock that glows in her bedroom. In her bedroom that glows yes. green. Yes, at 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay. That's when she's allowed to come out of her room on her own. Okay. Until it glows green, she can get up, she can play with toys in her room, turn on the lights, you know, start a forest fire, whatever she wants to do inside the confines of her room, as long as she leaves us the hell alone. Okay. And she knows this rule because she repeats it to us all the time, but she ignores it every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... Set the hell with it. So I said, Ellie, go back to bed, and she just lost her shit, just like, crying her brains out. So I pull her into bed, and I'm cuddling her and whatnot. And I bring her back into her room, and I get her back to sleep, and it's like, well, my alarm's going to go off in about 20 minutes, so I guess I'm just up, so... I'm tired. Got to get, you know, like a, you got to have like a bat spray, if you will, that you just, as soon as she starts, you go, and then. Oh, goodness. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> I, I'm, I vote for the giant cartoon mallet, but, you know. Oh, my God. And, or the Hulkbuster of... armor. <laughs> the Hulkbuster armor. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> that takes a lot of effort, though. I'm saying just a little, <clears throat> like, a, 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 like the, the, the shark repellent spray. You know what I'm talking about. Just yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and she does it inconsistently enough that you can never see it coming. Yeah. It's never like you put her to bed and you're like, that's not going to last. It's like, it's anybody's guess. Yeah, like, I mean, I should have seen it coming because I had a lot of work to do today. Uh, there was like, there were things that I needed to do today that I needed to concentrate on. Like, I needed my brain today. Nope. And my brain was not available. No. Which was very unfortunate. <laughs> you left that in Ellie's room before 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. with the glowing <clears throat> green clock. I did. And like, so, so John, on the other hand, I put John to bed tonight and uh, his, he, he has these assignments that he gets home from school like, oh, you got to read this book. And he's all, he's all for it because he's great at reading. But he's been picking these long books, and it was just this Lord super of the Rings, long natural. No, 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 not 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 that kind of stuff. I'm talking National Geographic butterflies. Like, hey, you want a whole bunch of information about monarch butterflies? Here you go. And the whole time, I want to start getting. I, every time he says monarch, I want to say the monarch. <laughs> but like, he's not going to get that. That's, but you should show him that so he understands no, the I reference. Can't show him Adventure Brothers yet? That's crazy above his head. But I want to. So I want to show him the monarch. But oh boy, what's behind door number two? The polar bear from Lost. God, I love that. You show do so that much. voice really well. Well, thank you. So yeah, that's that's how I'm. I'm more of a doctor girlfriend kind of girl. 
<laughs> oh boy, we should take that show on the road. You should, especially if Evan is going to wear the outfits. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> Most I mean, definitely. actually, I'd like to see you in the Monarch too, with the giant oh, wingspan. Yeah. I would. Oh my god, I would love to play. I would love to cosplay the Monarch. That would be okay. hilarious. I call Brock Sampson. <laughs> oh, the weirdest gender bent cosplay ever. Go, <laughs> <laughs> Molotov cocktees. Anyway, uh, so Karen, what about you? How are How are you? I mean, I got to go back to bed. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm all right. And oddly, didn't use your brain at all today. I it's mm. <laughs> the weirdest things. Um, I'm good. I did. Uh, speaking of the kids, get to have a fun viewing experience with them. Not quite TV, but I'm going to count it since it was a short. It's, sh- it's short films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the opportunity for the first time over the weekend to show them a Three Stooges short. Oh, right. That was uh, awesome. We went with uh, the classic A Plumbing We Will Go, where the Stooges are on the run from the cops and they hide out in, uh, they disguise themselves as plumbers in a rich person's house and obviously have no idea how to fix anything and they just make everything worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we started watching it and they're like, what is this? What's going on? Is this a commercial? Like, it's not. <laughs> Are they not real plumbers? It. I don't understand. <laughs> no, they didn't even get to the plumber part yet. It was just like the setup bit of it. And, and the like, you know, every Stooges short has like a setup bit mm-hmm. that's like not that funny before they get to all the slapstick. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? I don't know what this is. Like, mommy, I want Peppa Pig. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, you're gonna get some real schooling kid this is how you hit Peppa somebody Pig with a wrench cute, but you know how you love looney tunes mm-hmm. this is where they learned it from uh, yeah exactly oh, nice so uh yeah my dad used to show me uh, is that why you requested what you requested from me chris you saw this path going oh uh, well no well so they've been also uh, not to, to hijack the story but they've also been they they watch the Looney Tunes uh, DVDs that I have all the time, and it's like, you know, kind of a pain in the ass to chunk in the DVDs, especially since they've start, gotten to the point where they start asking for specific ones, gotcha. and they're all on different discs, but they tend to keep wanting to go back to Duck Amuck, which is you know, one of the best Looney Tunes episodes ever. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious, I was just curious, like, oh, is this already on Plex? Because it seemed like the kind of thing that you'd have. And, you know, we're watching it in standard definition, and it'd be, you know, cool to see them in HD. So that's why I asked you to get us uh, some Looney Tunes. And then I, I poked through them a little bit and saw the... Uh, they I, seem to be in they're, the they're similar... St- standard. I am I, I acquired a newer version. I am... Because there's a lot. Wow, is there a lot of Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so not all of them are, will be in HD, but the ones that are, are viable will be. So I'm working on that. But that's I, awesome. I, yeah, because I was kind of wondering if they'd... How many of them have been remastered in HD? Seems like, like I, I've, out of the three hundred or so episodes, about a hundred and fifty of them have been. Huh. Which is weird. I don't know why, but I don't even know if they're the the originals. Like so, and this brings me back to what I was saying when when Karen, you know, said the, you know Three Stooges. That's this heavy violence in Three Stooges. Yes. Like, how do you work around that? Well. It's sort of, I mean, it's violent, but it's cartoonish violence. To you and I, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, to be... F- uh, to, I to- mean, when they start with Looney Tunes and, you know, old classic Looney Tunes where just, you know, you have somebody, Sam, pulls out a gun, shoots Daffy Duck True. or whatever right in the face. Like, 
They've seen that stuff. They're not going to be phased by Mo hitting Larry over the head with a hammer. Yeah, especially because it's never presented like, oh, God, and now he's bleeding and he fractured his skull or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it always comes with a goofy sound effect and a whoa, you know. Yeah, okay. it's incredibly slapstick. And, like, man, that kind of stuff comes up in Looney Tunes all the time. And every time I see it, it kind of, like, irks me a little bit. But it's then I just think back to, like, well, I mean, I watched this stuff and I'm fine. I know the difference between real and not real. And uh, there's just there's so many times where, like, somebody just pulls out a pistol and shoots themselves in the head. And it's like, well, you know, uh, all right, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it was a different time back then. It was, and they, they think... Like they they don't seem to think much of that stuff, and they think that they just they laugh at Looney Tunes. Like they think that stuff's funny because it is. That's it's a timeless. beautiful thing. But and it was so like just from an outsider's perspective, watching Karen get to watch uh, Three Stooges with the kids was just delightful. Because um, I know how much it means to her. She was more of a Stooges fan than I am because I didn't I didn't really grow up with the Stooges, but I know she did. And the kids gravitate a lot to the things that I like. Um, because Chris is 100% large child. Exactly. You know, yeah. like we tried showing John some Doctor Who and it's like, yeah, he's not he's not quite ready for this yet. It's a it's a little heady for him. And meanwhile, I, yeah, I'm just like, you know you what? Know. I feel he's going to be a Whovian. Oh, oh, no doubt. You know, he is. no yes. doubt in my mind. Once he's old enough to get that show, he's going to freaking adore it. Mm. Yeah. Good but yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of a magical thing to happen this week. They did eventually once they that. once the slapstick got going, they really loved it and they laughed their butts off, and oh it goodness. was a fantastic little family moment. Yeah, John was he was cracking the heck up. It was wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait to have those moments with my own. <sighs> Passing on my love for things to the next generation. That's that's what it's about, right? It is. It's all about passing on fandoms. (laughs) (laughs) It's really what it comes down to. Come sit down next to me, boy, and listen to a tale about the Brothers Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, I am still in the midst of that. (laughs) Not ending anytime soon. So Angela and I were were getting ready for bed, and we we had time for one thing, one episode, and we had to... At, we had to decide, and she's like, "Well, how many, how many of Supernatural are left?" And I said, "Well, we have that, 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 that." And she's like, "No, no, no, no. We're watching something else. I don't want that to end." I'm like, "Honey, whether we watch it or not, it will end. So- it will end, <laughs> and yet there will still be over 300 episodes <laughs> that we can rewatch anytime we want." <sighs> Good. So I've got through most of season 12 in the last week, which is the British Men of Letters season. Mm-hmm. Forgot exactly how big of dicks they were. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, they're just straight up, like, when they're not trying to recruit the Winchesters, they're straight up trying to murder them. Yeah, and that was that was the season with the, the mother switching sides, right? Like, she was yes. working with them a bunch. and Yeah, and, and banging one of them, and then right. yeah. stopped that once she realized they were trying to kill her sons. Oh. and uh, Like a mother would. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other plot for this season is the the um, pregnancy of the Nephilim that leads to Jack. So, oh, that's right. Got a whole lot of Jack coming my way. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's all right. So, yeah. The best thing I saw this week was the Super Bowl halftime show. Did you guys see any of the Super Bowl? <coughs> no, I, I was mean, at work. 
You know I did because I was there with you. Right. So what did I miss? Ah, what did I not watch? How's that? I mean, there was some football. There was some football. Some footballing happened. Some foosball. If you care about football, the fourth quarter was quite interesting. It was one team was down by like 10 points in the fourth quarter and they won. Nice. Yeah. So that was exciting and fun to watch. Exciting game. Yeah, the halftime show, which normally I don't care about because I like football, mm-hmm. um, was Shakira and J-Lo. Okay. And some um, Latino rappers whose names I don't know, but that's my fault. Um, and it was a spectacular show. It was better than it's been in years because it wasn't like reviving, you know, older pop white pop bands for no reason okay that no one cares about cared about or was asking for okay um it was just a very energetic show it was a very like packed with a lot of meaning a lot of cultural meaning for the two uh performers because jennifer lopez is puerto rican i believe and shakira is uh colombian but her parents are lebanese so there was like some uh middle eastern elements to her performance okay um, and everybody in the world is like, oh my God, they were too sexy. They were too naked. This is not America. They were singing in Spanish. So people were pissed about that. <laughs> <sighs> and I've just been mad about it for a couple of days. All these idiots online being like, this is not what Wait it, a minute. Idiots online. I don't believe you. See, yeah, that's where you lost me. The heck so, you say? <laughs> if you didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, sorry. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Exactly. The real question when it comes to the Super Bowl is how were the commercials? Because I didn't do my yearly recap on finding the website. Meh. Meh. I saw a few good ones. Uh, everybody seems to think the winnering, the winnering one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> eh, no. <laughs> uh, was the Bill Murray Groundhog Day commercial for Jeep because he... Uh, he He's basically I mean, reenacted bits of Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, it was cute. And I can't even think of there any. Was a, there was a dance-off between Lil Nas X and uh, Sam Elliott for Doritos. Sam Elliott. He's the like uh, the cowboy dude from uh, Big Lebowski. The guy who trained Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. So it's the Sam Elliott that I was thinking about because, yeah, oddly, yeah. this week I I fell into... Um, what the hell's the name of that show? The Ranch. Again. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but like every once in a while, I, <laughs> the the Netflix tells me, "Hey, there's more episodes of this that you haven't seen," and I watch like half a season of it. And Sam Elliott, his mustache should get its own credit in the show. It's it's oh. got a life of its own. It's gigantic. He's amazing. Did he win the Doritos? He did not Damn. because, you know, because the young was... pop star has to win things. But the first like um, the first like exchange of the dance off was that this rapper dude did like the thing with your arms where you like start a wave on one side of your body and do it to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then they cut over to Sam Elliott and his mustache did it. Nice. See, that's that what I'm talking cute. about. <laughs> <laughs> But then it got into a bunch of crazy CG where you could tell it wasn't actually Sam Elliott dancing because the human bodies don't move like that. Well, at least Sam Elliott's body doesn't move like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, not too many good 
commercials. That's pretty much been the trend the last several years, too. Which is a shame. It just be like the <coughs> highlight of the show for me because I'm not a big Super Bowl or, you know, football I person. I think it started to drop off a bit because now, like, it's it's gotten anticlimactic because they just release the Super Bowl ads online and that's where everybody watches them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do it sometimes ahead of time, too. Like, I think I saw I saw the, uh, what's it, um, the Bill Murray one. I saw that, like, a day or two before Sunday, so. Really? Hey. There was yeah, one. they just like, hey, here's the big game ad, like three days before the big game. Like, huh. there were a couple good uh, Marvel things. Yeah, yeah, the that's game true. What, what was that? There was a new Black Widow trailer, and there was also a uh, quick little preview commercial for the Marvel Disney sh- uh, Marvel shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, we got to see a little bit of Wandavision. Okay, yeah. a little bit of Winter Soldier and Falcon, and a little bit of um, Loki too. WandaVision looks nuts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, this is literally a 30-second commercial, and people are losing their goddamn minds, because, like, you could tell this if you freeze-frame this one shot, and, you know, th- there's that guy, and w- what is the guy's name? American Dream? They showed off him. He was in a shot. Okay. Oh, I didn't even see that. Um, Wait, I, I, for WandaVision? No, for Falcon and um, Soldier. U.S. Agent. Yeah, U.S. agent. The guy oh, okay, yeah. not his name at all. American <laughs> Dream. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I remember I, I read an article somewhere about that guy. Like they were, they announced that he was playing the new Captain America. Is really what U.S. agent is, but his his release was overshadowed by so, something else. And like people are like, we feel bad for this guy. Like this is a big deal for him, and nobody knows it's happening. Like, well figure out how to advertise better it is marvel you got the pockets to throw the commercial out there once or twice yeah i mean they're those those shows are gonna do fine mm-hmm. <laughs> those shows are gonna do just fine uh, i mean i i guess i can say i am slightly concerned about wandavision's longevity because those two aren't exactly like most people's favorite characters in the mcu Right. And uh, this show looks bananas. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I I can't even really put it into words. It just looks like a a, a, a freaking acid trip. And I'm I'm all in. I am a hundred percent into it. Uh, but it looks like uh, what was that that comic uh, the Vision comic where he was just like in a sweater vest mm-hmm. and it looked like a 1950s house. Vision. It's definitely shades of that happening here. Gotcha. So it's weird. Mm. But hey, man, it looks kind of awesome. Yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Yeah, look, I mean, no MCU stuff has let me down yet. Like, no officially connected to the MCU stuff has let me down yet. So, I, I you know, you said that, and I had to rack my brain. I'm trying to think, and yeah, I, I can't think of anything because immediately I mean, like, my, my brain went to Catwoman. I'm like, that's not MCU. That's not even close. <laughs> no. I mean, the the closest thing to a letdown in the MCU is Chris Pratt. So. Yeah, yeah. Why? Oh, he's connected to a church that hates gay people. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like the end of the world, but it's like, you know. It's not great. Uh, let's, yeah, but let's, the, let's this, hope he pulls his head out of his butt one of these days. The, you know? the stuff that the, MC, the MCU has put out had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. the MCU still was, you know. Okay. That's why I said the closest thing. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, okay. And right now, it's funny, because for the entire time we were talking about that, I couldn't remember who Chris Pratt was. 
<sighs> and to be fair, he was a pretty big disappointment in uh in uh Endgame. I mean, yeah. he was the one. They're pulling the gauntlet off his hand, I and think he's, you mean the War? <laughs> he's the one. He's the one. Just blows it all. <laughs> Unbelievable. Come on, Star Lord. <laughs> Dick. Anyway, uh, I've been watching some good stuff. What, um, what did you What did you check out? Well, uh, Karen and I, I got to the Good Place finale. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say any kind of spoilers. Although it is kind of strange for you to be a. You know, yeah, I, it's. I want to enjoy. I want Angela and I to experience it. That's the only real show that we consciously watch together right now. Like, well, we would be upset if the other watched something without. One of the All episodes. I will say about it is that it was, um, it was, it, it's not very often that you get to see TV shows stick the landing. Okay. And uh, they definitely did. It was one of the most satisfying TV show conclusions, um, satisfying and thorough TV show conclusions since like Six Feet Under is the other one that, that comes to mind. Okay. Where they were just like, Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna give you answers. <laughs> nice, that's <laughs> okay, what I like cool. to hear. That made me really happy. Um, on this, the same token, I am st- still in the midst of watching the final season of the final couple episodes of BoJack, um, and it is it is becoming increasingly difficult to watch because uh, so it's it's really coming to a head on a lot of uh, a couple of uh, a couple of interesting points, um, and one of them is the way this show frames. I think I mentioned it before how the show very interestingly frames how you're supposed to like it wants you to root for Bojack, but at the same time you kind of shouldn't because he's awful. Right. That's, uh, that's and, the dichotomy of the character. Like that's why I have a difficult time watching it. Yeah. And like several seasons ago, he did something pretty awful and, he's been kind of running away from it for a long time. And that now there's a couple of reporters that are digging that up and it's all coming to the surface and people are learning about it. And it is uh, like, there's going to be consequences for it. And for the first time, the show has actually shown the consequences of the, the family that he was staying with when all these nasty things happened, or this one particular very bad thing happened. Uh, kind of showing the aftermath of what it's done to those people and that they're not okay. And it is, uh, it's, I mean, it's still phenomenal. Like I'm itching to watch more of it, but it's becoming like, I don't know where, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know if there's any redemption for the character. I don't know what kind of ending they could possibly give the show uh, other than, the the few the few folks that I know who are big fans of the show have said that they were very very satisfied with the ending, okay. um, so it's pretty cool to get two of my, some of my favorite shows in recent memory uh, get conclusions and have them both be so good uh, because uh, you know that we've we've run into lots of shows <laughs> where the, the yeah, endings so aren't exactly <laughs> phenomenal uh not you know. to uh <laughs> just attack on to that and dip back to supernatural to today i was watching an episode where they introduced their fbi personas as agents stark and martell <laughs> <laughs> nice oh boy but anyway. you know that's the obvious one that comes to mind and then uh thinking back to just finished watching briscoe county jr and that didn't exactly go out with a bang it wasn't 
terrible, but it was just like it just kind of stopped. So, well, they they did have a really good finale. It was just in the middle of the season. Yeah, it was just for some like weird reason. Several. I, honestly, you could just cut out those last handful of episodes. Except, I think there was a really good like romantic episode between Briscoe and Dixie that I'd hate to see cut out. But regardless, uh, I wonder if there's a way to take those latter episodes and splice them in to the earlier part of the season as like are they filler enough to be seen to not interrupt that through line they would be if they didn't make specific reference to the fact that they're working for the president oh that's right <laughs> damn it's a shame because like i had the same thought it's <laughs> like yeah you really couldn't you can't stuff these in there but at the same time like they're some of the weakest episodes in the series so it's like you could just kind of stop after the whole Bly thing and then be done with it. But yeah. anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, at work, I haven't decided what my next like big I thing s- is I saw be. what you were trying. I saw you were testing the waters. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what did I poke around with? I saw that the law and order. Oh yeah, no. Well, that's 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 the thing. That's just my my go to when I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I just pick up wherever I left off on Law and Order, or just pick a random number and just pick a random episode and go for it. So I've been watching you know a couple of Law and Orders you know here and there, mm-hmm. uh, which is always fun. It always makes me so happy uh, to watch Law and Order. And I, I, just on the interest of things that astonish me. Uh, I noticed on Plex today, now that I know this isn't actually TV related, mm-hmm. but there was a new Dragonheart movie released today? No. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I don't, I, no. <laughs> That's just like with the, um, like the metadata because it was added to the Plex. No, it came out. To, I looked it up. It came really? out today on Netflix. Yeah, there you go. February 3rd. Oh, sorry. Yesterday. Came out February 3rd on Netflix. Uh, the brand new freaking 2020 Dragonheart movie yeah. with Helena Bottom Carter playing an ice dragon and nobody else <laughs> of consequence in the entire cast. Nope. What the? Why? Mm. <laughs> why are they still making Dragonheart movies? I'm amazed by this. So I started like poking around with the the, the plots of everything because here's the thing: I loved the first Dragonheart. That's Sean, the one Connery with Sean Connery, at his Connery best. Right? exactly okay. with Sean Connery. And like, what's the famous line for that movie? I am the last one. No, you're not. I, I thought it was you're the man now, dog. <laughs> no, that was the different movie. What the hell movie was that? Oh my god, what was that movie called? The Rock. Finding. Or- Finding Forrester. Forrester. That was it. Yep. There it is. Wow. Good. Good. <laughs> well done. I never would have come up with that. <laughs> I've never seen it either. Oh, I don't think anybody has. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not even Sean Connery. Everyone knows seen. it from uh, the, the the website with the letters yeah YTM and that- Yeah. There you go. Oh my god. Good times. So anyway, um, I and I loved that movie when I was when I was younger and it Finding came out. Forrester. Yes. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Big Forrester fan. <laughs> Finding Dragonheart. It was good times. Uh, and uh, I just I started poking through like the, uh, the the plot synopsis because I'm like, how did you make a whole bunch more movies? Like the whole point was he was the last dragon and he had to kill him at the end. And so apparently the first sequel was a sequel with like there was some egg somewhere and so a baby dragon happened. Magical. Whatever. It looked like bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then like the third one was a prequel. And then the fourth one was a prequel, and then this one's another prequel. So they just keep tacking prequels onto the beginning of Dragonheart, and why? Why? 
So then I went dragons, back just I, just for for poops and giggles today. I watched a bit of uh, the original Dragonheart. It just doesn't doesn't hold up. <laughs> I really wanted I mean, you to go. And it was amazing. I mean, look, there are definitely parts of it that I found amazing. There there are things that I still in, rather enjoy. I mean, I'll I'll just listen. I'd listen to Sean Connery read the damn phone book, mm-hmm. and he's he's a delight in that movie. But you know, it's not it's not great. But it does have a, a young, scrawny uh, Jason Isaacs in it. Wow, really? Which is really weird. Like I never pieced together. He was like the the this like crony lackey dude um that uh, gave king Einan the uh, idea to tax the roads like and he's just scrawny and uh, like it's unmistakably him and i just i you know looked it up to be absolutely sure but yeah it's, it's like young scrawny jason isaacs it's freaking weird <laughs> and of course the you know prince slash king Einan was the what's his name who played uh professor lupin in harry potter and the the stupid villain in Wonder Woman, and uh, you know it's a it's 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 a heck of a thing. I turned it off like halfway through. I was like, well, I'm done with this. <laughs> now I'll <laughs> so, never have to think about this again. Yeah, so 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 I'm I'm tagging out. Um, so let's see, I, I, no, on ahead. a note that you made because it was you had said something about uh, Sean Connery's voice. I was I came across this show called The Tesla Files. It's a, mm-hmm, a docu-series, if you will, about Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. And the theory of it is um, this guy, Mark, who is a, a, a researcher, he gets one. I guess these two other guys, uh, an astrophysicist named Travis Taylor and an investigative journalist named Jason Stapleton. Okay, And they go out to find out more information about Tesla. And there's a lot of intrigue about stuff missing and 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 whether he worked for the government or whether the government hid things and like his death ray and free electricity and all of that but i watched one episode of it and travis taylor who is an astrophysicist who is by far the smartest person on this show outside of nikola tesla because he is dead he's not technically on the show travis is amazingly smart he has a southern accent, and I cannot take anything he says seriously. It, he he goes on for like 20 to 30 minutes at one chunk about how Tesla figured out this way to complete a circuit of electricity through the air and through the ground. That's how that, you know, that magical scene that you always see with Tesla lighting the light bulbs in the field. Like, that, he explained that, and I'm like... No, you sound like my next door neighbor. I don't believe you. Is that mm-hmm. is that is that wrong? Um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. I don't. I want to enjoy. The, there's so much good information in here, but he is just shy of saying like we doggy, and I can't. I want <laughs> this. I want this. Sh- I want to enjoy the show so much, and I can't get past the <laughs> cast. Those are the things that, like I said, I have to deal with. Those are my foibles. So Evan hates the South. Got it. <laughs> it's, I maybe it's because I live here now. It's not a hate. I don't hate. No, no it's, it's okay. It's not proud, a hate. Man. I just look at it. Man, I I I I deal with a lot of people down here. Yeah, I, I mean, no offense. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> not for me. I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, my my list of other shows to watch is is way too long. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think the most interesting thing during the Super Bowl, though, was uh, switching over to Doctor Who. 
Because mm. uh, what? Well, Why? Doctor Who was on during the Super Bowl. Really? Why? Yeah. Why would they do that? Well, I think because this was. A, I don't think there's a big Venn diagram crossover yeah, there. Not a huge crossover there, uh, and also this wasn't I mean, a very it strong episode. The, so <laughs> the intersection might literally be me. <laughs> like to me, in my world, my Venn diagram is it's. There's an amazing crossover. It's you. I don't know anybody <laughs> else. It's a hundred percent crossover. <laughs> And, you know, given that I didn't really care about the participants of the Super Bowl that much, I was fine missing the middle of the game uh, to watch Doctor Who instead. So, so it was actually, it was, it was not at the beginning nor at the end Super of the Bowl game? Super Bowl started at 6.30, Doctor Who was on at 8. Yes. And when did the game end? 10. So literally right in the middle yeah. of the damn. Exactly. So really we missed a lot of the, the halftime show too. Yeah, which... I had to go watch that the next day. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, you know, it was a that was an episode of Doctor Who, all right. It sure was. It uh but okay. <laughs> following up last week's was always going to be a tall order, but this one was like this was a little It was extremely average. Yeah, it was extremely average. It was aggressively average. Um <laughs> See like those? All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, is like you guys uh, complained a lot about that um, uh, the episode where they were on the, the the beach planet or whatever, and it was just like humans are the real villains. Pollution, do something I, about it now. I, I and uh, what? I didn't have a problem. I liked those episodes. No, you did. You said you hated that, and you hate everyone in the South. I heard you say both of those things. <laughs> I, I do. It's true. Every one of them. I hated that one. I felt it was very heavy-handed and yeah. unnecessarily so, and you know, whatever. Yeah, I just kind of hated the ending where, like, she she effectively like had the more you know star show up and talk directly to the camera and be like, "Hey, humans, clean you up see, your act, there, but kiddos." Me liking that episode, I'm wrong, and not liking the outfit that she wore to that sh- that that gala, I I'm also wrong there. You are You're wrong damn right. <laughs> You are Evan. You are a hundred percent correct about being Be wrong. wrong. <laughs> so this this episode was another kind of one of those things. Like it, uh, I thought it was like vaguely interesting, uh, and ex- until they just started really slapping on the whole like There's too much plastic in the world, guys. Use less plastic. Plasticky, plasticky, plasticky. So the blah blah blah. blah. Is, was I it a filler that- episode? Did it did it progress it at all? No, and that's the thing that also kind of irked me. Like, they set up all this wonderful stuff, and then it was just like, well. And they mentioned this at the end of the last one. Like, there's two bodies on the other side of the opposite sides of the world. You better go figure that shit out. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be connected in some way. It was not. So it appears that the (laughs) filler episodes of Doctor Who are just random episodes of Captain Planet. Oh my god, I want a Doctor Who Captain Planet crossover immediately. And I want Don Cheadle to be uh, that Captain Planet, you know? Yes. Where he's like, yes. turn everyone into trees. You're a yeah. tree. You're a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's what I want out of life. I felt this this Doctor Who was a lot more subtle than the other one. Oh, definitely. It it wove it into the episode way better, too. Exactly. They had some like science-y The fact that there's a lot of plastic pollution was part of the plot and not just like this dumb thing tacked on at the end where if you don't do something, you will literally turn into these mutant monsters who will kill everybody. Dun, dun, dun. I was, like, mm. I was trying to remember how they wove that into that episode and it that screen of them just screaming into the camera. Yeah, just kept, exactly. Like, no. 
So the thing that um the little uh, sidestep here for a story that I, I thought was kind of interesting. Now I am I am very much enjoying this season of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I I think that for all the kind of heavy handedness that's going on with Chris Chibnall, um, I'm finding him to be a big breath of fresh air from uh, Stephen Moffat, and I'm enjoying th- this season, you know, warts and all. Uh, but I am also I'm like I'm still rereading um, <clears throat> Lock and Key, mm-hmm. which is enthralling, and I came across this new story that I thought was just hilariously it was so mean uh apparently the bbc rejected joe hill saying no no american has written doctor who and if one did it wouldn't be you wow wow damn like damn I mean, I, I'm I would be willing to bet money that whatever um, Joe Hill would come up with with Doctor Who, I don't know that it would be better, but I could say that it would probably be at least as interesting, if not more so, than whatever Chris Chibnall is is cranking out right now, because Joe Hill is, is the hell of a writer. He know? is. I so I love his. Books. I I never even considered Joe Hill writing Doctor Who until I read this, and now I'm like, well, shit, that's all I want. I would love to see that. <laughs> And like they go in this whole article where he was he he got the the uh, opportunity to pitch and then he just hooked up with Neil Gaiman and Neil Gaiman edited his stuff for him. He edited his pitches before they handed it into the BBC. And like I wonder if the BBC knew that um, Neil Gaiman was involved or even knew who Joe Hill was. Wait like, a second. So Joe Hill got the opportunity to pitch, but Neil Gaiman edited the pitches. Before he actually put it in, because apparently him and Neil Gaiman know each other. Right, so, okay. like, he was just, like, out there and was like, hey, could you look these over? And Neil Gaiman did a full edit on his on his pitch. And uh, the, the BBC returned with that, frankly, dickish remark. Like, So they, uh, so they d- in essence, rejected Neil. Kind of. I mean, to an, to an effect, you know, there was a little bit of Neil Gaiman rejection in there. But like, I don't know. We have never let an American write Doctor Who. And if we were going to, we wouldn't start with you. Like, hmm. damn. That I was mean, kinda... it's unnecessarily um, harsh to actually say that to him. But at the same time, like, I, 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 it tracks for me. Like, I don't know why, like, I I have no beef with Joe Hill. I'm not familiar with his work, but I'm sure it's great. I know he has a fantastic reputation, but I don't see why he should get to be the first American to write for Doctor Who. Like, no, I, mean, I don't I know guess... why he would, you know, be more qualified than anyone else. I, I guess I agree with you there. But I don't necessarily think he would be less qualified than anyone else. It just it never occurred to me that they were very specifically not letting Americans write Doctor Who. Um, which, now I, I just have... I, I assume that they didn't hold that rule true for Torchwood. Because that I mean that last one was on stars and Yeah, seems, I mean, it was there had to be different rules because it was co-produced. Yeah. Regardless, it was unnecessarily rude, and I wonder if they know that he's Stephen King's kid. And I wonder if, like, you know, would they have said the same thing to Stephen King? Or, like, I I just wonder where this rule comes from. And I honestly think that Joe Hill would do a better job than Stephen King. Oh, definitely. Writing for Doctor Who. It's so much more in his wheelhouse. Like, dude's got, like, weird sci-fi-ish stuff 
in his head. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would really be interested to see what he has to say about Doctor Who, but I guess we'll never know. We'll never. Apparently, not, never I'm know not what any s- American has to say about Doctor Who. And I can't say it's like definitely true or anything, but the fact is, it's a BBC um, production, and that's government funded, and I'm sure there are a certain amount of regulations as to you know that those jobs from those shows have to stay in the UK. Yeah, that does make that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, that that all tracks, but still, the statement. Said. I'm not disputing the <laughs> yeah. fact that he, that that was a dick thing to say. Yeah, no, that that's that's something I hadn't thought of before. It's a good point, and uh, but also also like we all agree, BBC was kind of a dick move there. But I mean, I don't know, BBC's not a I, BBC's kind of full of dick moves. So <laughs> whatever, so, man. I mean, so Chibnall you know. is writing all of this season. No. Oh, okay. No. He's just the the head writer or whatever. Okay. He's the EP. Okay. There you go. All right. So we've got a couple of interesting uh, a couple of interesting pieces of uh, news floating around on our news feed here. Um, were there any that anybody in particular wanted to mention, or should I just start running through them? Baby Yoda. <laughs> what? Baby Yoda for my birthday. Okay. Yes, Mandalorian season two is set for October two thousand twenty. Nice. Yay. Who's Yay. Jesse Camp? You don't remember Jesse Camp? No. He was this like ridiculously creepy MTV VJ guy. Like you'd probably recognize him if you saw what he looked like back in the day. Okay. Because he was all over MTV for like a couple of months at least. I don't know. I stopped watching MTV for the most part back then, with the exception of like Syphil and Ollie and stuff at like three in the morning. But Jesse Camp was just like this. He was this living cartoon character that I can't remember if they discovered him on... um on like the real world first and then he became a VJ or something, but he was just this turd. And like, I loved this. Uh, <laughs> loved, oh I just my God. Came... I do remember him. He had the weird cheekbones. Yeah. He, just in the stupid hair and the dumb voice. And he was just awful. And the, the headline is Jesse camp missing MTV VJ arrested last year for stealing a vacuum. <laughs> and I didn't even need to read the story because that was everything I needed to know. <laughs> That Jesse Camp went missing at some point. That he was arrested for stealing a vacuum. The floor is clean. (laughs) Exactly, which uh, is is just wonderful. So, in case anyone's wondering what Jesse Camp's been up to, uh, nothing important. Just hilarity ensued. Um, Ron Howard says that the Willow series will take place decades after the film. Has this been officially confirmed to be a thing? Uh, Last I heard, it was still like in talks. Like this isn't necessarily happening. what that it's decades the, later the willow show in general oh i thought it was yeah i thought it was too hmm. hmm all right i mean that's that's good i i missed that last i had seen on it was uh warwick davis saying it's like it's not a sure thing yet so but we want it to be oh there it is oh we're working on it it's not greenlit but i was just on the phone today discussing it with jonathan kasdan who has written the scripts the director told variety Mm. it's in serious development but there's nothing to announce quite yet so this comes to us from tour.com uh and it is certainly interesting i would watch the hell out of a uh, a willow series especially one that that still has war is warwick with us still yeah Yeah, yeah, right he's still Uh and the fact that it takes decades places decades later that that all plays uh-huh. out he could be you know oh, passing on are they gonna get val kilmer no probably not he Chris can't Evans. talk 
Like he had something done. Chris but... Evans. Huh? Well, I mean, but Chris, Chris Evans is Evans. too young. Flashbacks. <laughs> now, Karen, don't sugarcoat wants... it. <laughs> Listen, dude wants to be Mad Mardigan so bad. Oh my goodness, he could be Mad Mardigan's kid. There That's fine too. That would, I would buy that hook, line, and sinker. Dunzo. Younger, madder, Mardigan. Mardigan. Pissed Mardigan. <laughs> Slightly perturbed Mardigan. <laughs> perturbed Mardigan. Oh, that would let be Chris great. Let Chris Evans do whatever he wants. No, yeah, seriously, let let that man do whatever he wants. Well, did you? Uh, side note: <laughs> We just watched the movie, uh, either playing it cool or keeping it cool. Playing it cool. Chris Evans bef- is such a delightful actor. No matter he what really he is. does. <laughs> oh my God! Do yourselves a favor and get your hands on Knives Out. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to watch so that. So enjoyable. Okay. Knives Out. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. This one was brought to us by Karen from Bustle dot com. The Crown's next Queen Elizabeth is coming straight from Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not really fair. Is like ninety five percent of Britain has been in Harry Potter movies. Uh, yeah, the lady who played Dolores Umbridge, Imelda Staunton, is playing Queen Elizabeth in her later years on the on the crown, and I think that is an excellent choice. Win. Word. How's this season going for you? I know you... you, you... So, Karen, um, nightly after I finish a podcast, I'll come upstairs, and she's, like, working on some TV shows, and she's like, I just have to make it through the crown so I can start watching Sabrina. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, the crown must be a little bit of a letdown, Either that or she just really wants to watch Sabrina. So tell how is the crown actually Um, going? Both. I really, (laughs) really want to watch Sabrina. Um, Partly because of a meme I saw recently where it was like, season one, Sabrina. I refuse to sign my name in the book of, you know, the devil's book. Season three. I'm going to be the queen of hell. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see where, how that, you know, transition happens. Um, Crown this season is just it's very it's a slog. It's not that it's bad, but it's long and it's very drawn out. I watched two episodes last night. The first one was about the moon landing, and it was the most boring episode of TV about the moon landing I've ever seen. Because it was mostly about um the Queen's husband, Prince Philip, and his obsession with um the the astronauts who went to the moon and how he felt like he was having a midlife crisis because he didn't get to go to the moon or whatever. What? Like, because he'd what? never done anything as, as important as going to the moon. And it was, like, all about his, like, man pain. I'm like, I do not give a shit about this dude at all. Where's the queen and what is she doing? <laughs> man pain. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of man pain. And then the second episode was more about um, the Prince Charles as a young man and his, like, relationships with, you know, women. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I could go into it, but I won't, but it's wild. Um, the Royal family and their, you know, love affairs are wild. Uh, and it also featured Derek Jacobi, um, as, uh, oh God, what the hell is the Duke of Windsor? Um, you guys don't care about who he is or whatever, but he was, he, in the, he was in Doctor Who. Uh, in David Tennant episode where he played the master where he was hiding his identity inside of a watch. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And he was like, he was the old professor dude on that apocalyptic planet. That's I was Derek so proud Jacobi. of myself for identifying that he was dressed like William Hartnell in that episode. <laughs> so proud of myself. Yes. So that's Derek Jacobi, and he was in this episode, and he did a fantastic job. Um, 
But yeah, the crown is kind of a slog this season. I'm still like, I still want to see it, but it's like work. <laughs> Taking and it effort. really and like Sabrina is not going to be work. Sabrina is going to be fun. And is this one of those things like if you switch over to Sabrina, you just know you're not going back to the crown kind of a thing? Or yes, yeah. See, and I'm also two episodes away from the end of Crown. Now yeah. I don't get, but I get like, like two hours a week to myself. So sorry, aren't they long? No, they're hour episodes. Are they hour? Okay, but I only get like two hours a week to myself. Gotcha. So it's like it's not easy to make progress and stuff for me. So. Yeah, the crown. But I think Imelda Staunton will be a good QE2 in uh, season five, which will be the final <coughs> season, which is a little disappointing because there's a lot of stuff to fit in season five. If that's if they're only going to do one season with the older queen, I really want to see how they're like the very latest developments in the royal family will be handled by the crown. But I'm not sure they're even going to get to them. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. I know you guys don't give a shit, so like it's pointless. All you can do is sit there and go, hmm, "Yes, yes, I, very I, interesting." I, I, I'm I'm upset that it's a slog for you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's just that I is wish kind it was of a bummer. Because like, right, the the crown is the one that I did that episode artwork for with um with Winston Churchill riding a dragon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, I have a little bit there of a connection are to that show. Zero dragons <laughs> in this uh, this season of the but crown. Really, if there were dragons, <laughs> that would turn just... shit around, wouldn't <laughs> it? it? Sure right? would. If a dragon just mysteriously showed up, voiced by Helena Bottom Carter, right? She's on the show. Maybe she's actually the ice dragon from Dragonheart. Maybe That's... there's a crown Dragonheart crossover that you don't know about. Oh yet. my god, that would Joe be Hill, get your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter has been very much sidelined through the middle of this season of The Crown, which is a problem. So basically what I'm saying is it, to improve The Crown, we need less man pain, more Helena Bonham Carter, and more dragons. <laughs> that sounds like a, a key recipe for any show. <clears throat> Seriously. Well, there's uh, a show that might have dragons on it because who the hell knows? Um, Owen Wilson is apparently going to be on Loki. This comes to us from Deadline.com. Uh, and that's the story. So wait, Owen, Owen Wilson. Which one is Owen? Was he? He's the blonde wow. one. <laughs> was he the one with the crooked nose? Yeah, yeah okay. he's the one who says, wow. Well, that's Owen Wilson. Well, okay. They're both not the most animated of actors, if that's what you're <laughs> trying to say. There's a whole thing of Owen Wilson saying, wow. You could look up entire YouTube videos of just compilations of Owen Wilson saying, wow. Don't want, I have few hours as well, and I'm not going to waste any of those minutes doing that. (laughs) You say that now. (laughs) Damn it. I am literally typing it right now. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a non-story, but it kind of is a story because, hey, it's a, it's a movie star. He's going to be on Loki. So. Who the hell knows what he's going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of the more exciting ones, last story that I'll bring up here is that uh, Netflix's Castlevania Season 3 has a release date set for March freaking 5th. That is a month away. Not I bad. am jazzed. Uh, that story came to us through IGN.com. So I haven't had a chance to read it yet because it was blocked at work. But I saw the headline, figured that's all I needed to know. There's some classy new... Uh, artwork uh like a poster for the season and yeah that's that's pretty much uh where we're at here i i, I don't know what it is but looking at that this i guess you can call it a still that's attached to the article mm-hmm. it seems it i don't it looks like the art style i don't want to say style the quality of the artwork changed 
But I'm looking in further, and that is not the case. It must be just a, a bad screen cap or something. I think it's it, still pretty. It, I think it's because you hate the art style, right? I no. Mean, no, I just was. like you hated that Doctor Who episode, and you hate, you the, hate South. the South. I, yes, you are so, so angry. So we keep and hateful, referencing Evan. it. I can't cut it out. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan is such a hateful man. And on that note, and we're I feel take bad about it though. I hate myself for being hateful. <laughs> and he hates him too. Is there nothing this man won't hate? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap up the top half of our show. We're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Miracle Workers, the show that I picked, and see uh, what everybody thought of it. I hated uh, it. Sorry. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> you are listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. 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 It's, it's, it was a heck of a break. Lots of things happened. It was great. It was exciting. There were dragons. Evan hated about 16 more things. <laughs> he did. Really. Angry, angry man. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be talking tonight about our, our feature topic. It's a show that I picked. Uh, it is Miracle Workers. Premiered February 8th, 2019. The first season was seven episodes long. The second season is airing now on TBS here in the United States of America. And uh, this was a show that I was vaguely aware of last season uh, throughout 2019 because I, you know, I saw a couple of ads 
as the like, oh, it's this weird show with Harry Potter and Steve Buscemi. Which is a weird combo. That is a weird combination. And after watching the first episode, a couple of things came to mind. Uh, First and foremost, there are a lot of people on this show. Like, uh, what is it, Angela Kinsey showed up, and there was some... Some notable personalities, Depinder. and uh, it, 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 it that dude from, Dare, from Deadpool, Depender, Karen Sony, yeah. So, like, there was it seemed to me, particularly in the realm of uh, um, Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi, that this show struck me as a bit beneath them, like, it was good, but it wasn't like super poignant or hilarious. So it's it seems strange that there was this much star power involved. Mm-hmm. But stranger still was that this show was very much more, like if you look at the promotional materials, it's usually Steve Buscemi standing next to uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. But neither of those people are the main character. Nope. <laughs> the main character of the show is this, uh, frankly, wonderful woman character. Liza? Liza? Eliza? I, I don't know. I'm terrible with names, but she's kind of the main character and she's like nowhere to be found in this show's marketing. That's kind of weird, well, <laughs> right? I, I, she I'm, I'm not crazy, yet. right? She, she is well, the main character, but she, she is have the a... main character. But like, doesn't it strike you? Like I was expecting the Steve Buscemi, Harry Potter show where Steve Buscemi is God and Harry Potter's crazy. And it's not what it was billed as more or less. I don't know. Did that strike either of you guys as weird? I mean, I think it didn't bother me because I just wasn't as aware of the marketing. That's the same for me. Like I did. I mean, once you once you pointed out, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember seeing stuff about this, and that's what they were saying it was going to be. But watching it, I wasn't like, hey, why aren't they in this more? Um, but I was. It did strike me the same. Like kind of like this is a little weird for these guys to be working on this. Um, but as far as Buscemi's concerned, I mean, he's not that big. I mean, he's more of a character actor mm-hmm. than a, you know, big star in my mind. And I think any actor, if you say you get to play God, they're going to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of you know, good point. Yeah. So I just sent uh, you guys in the, uh, the, the newsfeed, the, th- this is, this was the, the the poster for this show mm-hmm. yeah and it's those are the two names that's it and like it makes me think that he's going to be the main character and he's just kind of not well he's well, second radcliffe he is, is second he is second but like he's kind of a it's a close second too mm-hmm. but it's it really does seem to be her story mm-hmm. and uh it struck me as just weird that this whole like i was not expecting there to be this entire other character and like i'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory or anything but like you've got this show (laughs) you've (laughs) got got these these two two kind of names who are white dudes but the main character of the show is a woman of color and you're we're just not gonna mention her in the marketing material yeah, I mean, I see where you're going with that, and I don't disagree, but also, um, if you want to make money, you need to put yeah, the people yeah. that people know in front front and center. But, like, for this season, too, they're doing a much better job of that. Like, she's involved in the marketing in, in season two. Like, 
I have a, I mean, obviously I don't have a great idea of what season two is about because it's completely insane, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I'm, I have more of an idea of like at least what characters I, I am expecting to see. So again, I, I'm, I feel like I'm coming off as like looking for, looking for trouble, but like, seriously, it just, it was so weird when I finished the episode and there's this, the show is just not about these two other characters. It's about this character that was nowhere in any of the stuff that I had seen for the show. So regardless, uh, I rather enjoyed it. It was it was strange. Um, <laughs> I like Steve Buscemi as kind of the dickish God. Like, <laughs> so as I'm watching this show, <clears throat> I, I too enjoyed it. Okay. I don't, I get that out, but I feel Evan hated it. No, I did. I feel like Daniel Radcliffe. God, is calm acting, down, Evan. Jeez. Acting so his angry. ass off. <laughs> Like, he is. He's doing great. And Steve Buscemi <laughs> threw on a pair of sweats and just showed up. <laughs> Which, I mean, did he need to do anything else for this? And not really. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I think that was exactly the point. I think that's yeah, what I they mean, wanted to do. That's how you get Steve Buscemi to show up. <laughs> yeah, you get to be God. Just come in. Wear whatever. <laughs> so we watched Don't two shave. episodes. Oh, and, good. I was going to ask if you watched the second one. I watched the second one at work today and, just to see what happened next. And I, and I, like, I, I, it's fun. Something that was so off-putting about it was every time Steve Buscemi goes, I don't know, maybe whether in a tirade or like on, on a just a rant of sorts, whether it's positive or negative, he looks at Sanjay and he's like, I love you. I love you, man. And it was so weird. <laughs> It was so weird, especially when he'd like follow it up really menacingly, like "Now get this done." Yeah, yeah. And like, it's an obvious like, choice. He's very Old Testament God, you know. He's a uh, he's 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 kind of all for just blowing shit up and starting his weird restaurant thing. Um, the lazy Susan. It is a great idea. <laughs> uh, the, One of the, the two whole... things that people love most: <laughs> food and lazy, oh, lazy rivers. Susans. No, Lazy Rivers, that's right. So, I don't know, uh, episode two kind of, like, made him seem a little bit more mean, I guess. Uh, it was a little bit more mean, Steve Buscemi. Uh, and, um, well, his his goal for... Okay, so the goal for the first episode was fleshing out the, the restaurant idea. The goal for the second episode was getting them to explode... What's his name's penis? Bill Mars penis. Bill yes. Mars penis. <laughs> Wait, where's I thought that show was an, an amusing side, you know, the B plot <laughs> there. Uh, so the the B plot is that he keeps seeing episodes of Bill Mars. Uh, uh, was it real time with Bill Maher? And he always like pokes fun at religion and saying that religion is super stupid. That's kind of part of his shtick. And um, God was taking a lot of offense to that. And his uh, right hand man is like, well, you know, he is going to die in like three days when you blow up the world. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I want that sooner. <laughs> Can we kill him sooner? And the way he like, how he suggested the idea of like, you know, get hit by a meteor, blow up his penis. <laughs> Wait, what? Blow up his penis? That's a great idea. <laughs> and you had that idea. Is, is this such a weird show, man? I I don't know how much more of it I'm going to watch. Um Though I have to say that the trailers that I've seen for this season two Dark Ages stuff is 
pretty interesting to me. Like that looks even funnier than this. And like you said, Daniel Radcliffe is really acting his ass off in this. I, he so. plays the character that he's playing in, in these these two episodes was squirrely at best. And I want and as the, the two episodes are progressing, like you, I want to see that character where that character is going because he is doing such a good job of making believe making me believe that's who he is like i i'm so used like every time i see daniel radcliffe it's harry potter like i feel bad for him but i i I don't know him from anything else i think it's harry potter and he played a dead dude in a movie like that's all i got um, there's a movie coming out that he's in called Guns Akimbo. You should look up the trailer. Oh my god, that it looks, looks amazing! <laughs> All right, I, I, I didn't realize he was he's he's a really good like. Oh, he's a fantastic actor, and and as similar to what I was saying about Buscemi about why he would take the role, I feel like you know he Daniel Radcliffe can, doesn't need to work, so he is going to pick whatever is most interesting to him. And this must have been interesting to him. And that's what's interesting to me, what makes me think that I should keep watching it. Because number one, season two clearly is a very different animal Mm -hmm. than season one. And I feel like there's going to be something, there's going to be some sort of major game changer in the first season. Like, it seems like it's just about these two trying to get these two to fall in love, to stop God from blowing up the world. And that they're actually going, the the two angels are going to be the ones who get together, by the way. That seems to be where it's, it's heading. And something tells me that it's not going to be that straightforward like i feel like i'm i'm missing something there's going to be some kind of twist in the first season that's going to like make it insanely interesting because as of right now what strikes me about it is like well yeah sure saying hey steve buscemi star of boardwalk empire and various other things come like show up in your slippers and be god like that's funny to an extent but i can also imagine him unless there was something more interesting than what i've seen in the first two episodes in this series, I don't know why they would think that this project was interesting enough to do. So, but everybody in the show is good mm-hmm. and it has not been bad and it has been fairly funny and kind of clever. But also, watching this after having just finished watching The Good Place, that's kind of a high bar on this whole afterlife humor thing. So, well, I don't know. Th- this it's, is also, and this is. I, I, my understanding, it's billed as an anthology, so first season really shouldn't have anything to do with second season, um, and and they could be self-contained stories. Like it's just the same cast, not necessarily the same character showing up, and they could mm-hmm. like you see, God the God character is progressing, like he's getting worse for her. <laughs> he was visibly or genuinely upset about how things were going and then he got jaded by way one guy was talking about him i want to see where that steve buscemi character is going Mm -hmm. like it's and the amount of change in daniel radcliffe for me is like wow especially when he shaved Holy shit, did that kid's face change. <laughs> you shaved? Oh, yeah, I did. Like, it's like, like he, he lost like three quiet. inches on the lower half of his head. 
Um, I you brought up the good place, and I definitely got some good place vibes off of this show. Like, the good place is what this show wants to be, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, like the whole like God's gonna blow up Earth reminded me of the judge on the good place looking for her, you know, Earth rebooter clicker thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other God that this reminded me of because everything with any remote ties to it makes me think of supernatural uh like this god is kind of a dick and kind of like immature brat who needs a lot of attention just like god on supernatural yeah yeah it's so i don't know it's not that i disliked this it's just that it didn't grab me on enough and it reminded me too much of other things that were similar but better yeah, I think that's kind of how I felt about it too. But because of the, I, you know, just the pedigree of the people involved, I'm I might be interested in watching a little bit more of it. I don't know how much more, but because you know my primary focus right now is going to be finishing off BoJack Horseman. But it is interesting to me <clears throat> that Harry Potter is on a TBS show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, I did not expect either. That like- makes me where it where it is makes me think there must be more than beats the eye more than anything else yeah that um there's something more to it than like i know it's on tbs here in america but this has a a strange pedigree i was looking at this earlier let me see if i can find that again um while you're looking that up special shout out to the 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 non sequiturs that are like the tv hosts and the news reporters in this show like that play in the background as they're watching, like when they do the miracle or the, you know, answer the prayer. And then mm. he, you know, it must have been that he was wearing two pairs two of gloves. gloves. <laughs> like those guys, those are funny. They did a really yeah. good job with that. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm crazy. It's a, yeah, it's on TBS in America. It's a, it's a Turner thing all around mm-hmm. TNT comedy in Germany, TNT in Spain, video land in the netherlands and warner tv in france so yeah i I thought for some reason it was connected to some of something like stars or something but i'm i am not correct very strange this is a weird and interesting show and i feel like it's gonna keep popping into my brain until i you know see more of it I, i i like that all the episodes in the first season are like you know two weeks 13 days 12 days six days three days one day one hour <laughs> so I'm uh I'm I'm interested. We will we will see where this goes. I suppose. I, and and I honestly got have no idea. Like I can't I can't. It's the quality is the same from episode to episode so far. I don't see it getting any better or any worse. So I'm really curious as to what the payoff is going to be because it's it's the end of the world kind of thing. We I I'm going to assume that they succeed in some way, shape, or form of getting the world to continue. I mean, we'll see. Uh, to to the show's credit, they did, in fact, blow up Bill Maher's penis in the second episode. That is so. a very valid point. So in this universe, Bill Maher is very dead. <laughs> With at, <laughs> He will definitely have a closed casket. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, General, you know, before we, we wrap it up, general thoughts. Uh, Karen, give us your, your general thoughts on the, this episode. What did you think? It was fine. Um, it didn't really make me laugh that much, which I did expect 
out of this uh, group of people. I'm always happy to see Karen Sony. I think that was my favorite. He was my favorite bit of it. Um, I and the, uh, I mean, on the one hand, the romance subplot for Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Eliza was um, like see it coming a mile away. But I'm also a sucker for that kind of thing. So if anything would were to make me stay, it might be that. Hmm. All right, Evan. Final thoughts? Uh, I enjoyed it. I like the I like the, the background stuff a little bit more than I should. Um, but I really do. I, kudos to to Radcliffe. He, he is like, in all honesty, knocking it out of the park for me at least in this. And you know, Sanjay. That that guy, no matter what, he is the same character that you see him everywhere else. Like whenever he shows up, you know who you're gonna get. But it's good stuff. It's very entertaining. Where he had in the second episode, he had to wear two slings because he had to pump the thing <laughs> fifty thousand yeah. times. Like that was funny. That, that was, was that stuff. was that was a good gag. <clears throat> all right, yeah. Well, I I guess I feel pretty much the same as you guys. It was it was all right. Um, we'll see where life takes me if I wind up watching more of it. It is a half-hour comedy, so that's that's something. Uh, those do come in handy from time to time. But uh, it was all right. I'm glad I've I'm glad I've seen it. So it's no longer a question mark in my mind. There you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, if that's that's gonna do it, that is gonna be our show. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, subscribe to us on, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. Uh, the three of us are on various places on the internet. Uh, in, in, on Twitter and Facebook and all kinds of places. I am available on Twitter at Geekade Chris. I have a YouTube channel about video game music called Waveback Overplay, and I do various things on Geekade and StoneAgeGamer.com. Karen, where can people find you on the internet? On Twitter, I am shoot underscore the underscore moon, where I'm not super active these days because I'm trying to be less social media-y, but um, I am still very active on all my social media for my cross-stitch stuff which is at STM Stitches, pretty much whatever platform you look for me. And Evan, what about you? Uh, all of the social media is at Geekade underscore Evan. Good times. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Evan, I believe you're up next. What's our homework? So I came across this by sheer happenstance. We are going to watch a show called Avenue 5. Season mm-hmm. one, episode one. Um, it is called I Was Flying. It seems like a space show, you know, I, featuring Hugh Laurie and Josh Glad. So, or Gad. Oh, I, this show. I am. I saw Ad Trailer and Crazy Intrigued, so we are going to watch it. Okay. Well, there, there you go. There you have it. There's your homework. Hugh Laurie in space. I hope it is basically house on a cruise ship in space. I want it to be that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's going to be it. Uh, Any final thoughts from anybody before we close out the episode? I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. All right. Well then in that case, uh, I am Chris. 
I'm Karen. It's not 30,000 BC anymore. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.